it took you long enough to get in here. Jeez. I wasn't sure what I was doing. Uh-huh. But I, you guys can probably hear the Jersey Shore in the background a little bit, you know, as we're recording this. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning listening to Bad Money. Either way, it's been um, six months or some change since I last recorded something and dropped it. So today I'm coming back after a six-month layoff, a lot of stuff been going on that we're going to talk about today. And today I got the homie, my dog, right-hand man, Nicole, with me here today. Um, first time when she's gonna be a little shy, I'm almost, I'm almost certain, you know, a little afraid to say some stuff and whatnot, but you know, let's go ahead and get right into it. You know, let's go ahead and dive right in. You know, 2020, uh, it's been, it's been, it's been a hard year. It's been a harder year since the last time I was on here and it's been pretty nuts dealing with um, COVID. COVID has affected uh, both of us in a way, and that we're going to, you know, talk about that relationships. We both had bad relationships. We, much as we don't talk about it that much, we even had a um, situation where we weren't seeing eye to eye just, you know, a few months ago, but now we've worked past it, um, I believe. I know, you know, we have, because you wouldn't be on here if we didn't, so. Yeah. Um, and also just dealing, you know, with the mental mental aspect of things, um, whether it was like depression, anxiety, um, you know, things of that nature. And, you know, just trying to figure out how to handle all of that stuff inside the confines of your home and at first you know you guys would think it would be a good thing but I think speaking for the both of us we would love to be outside a lot more than we are yeah 100% alright so let's, let's get into it let's start, let's start at the top Nicole I'm, I'm gonna start with you since the first time your first time with him give you the spot well how, how's your how's your 2020 been how, how'd it kick um, off damn like January, I don't know, like, I came in this year with so many goals, so many aspirations, and, like, January was just feeling good about, like, the world, feeling tough, and then, I don't know, like, January came out hard, like, from the jump, just, like, the whole year just came in, like, mass, like, the senior year, um, so, one thing about me is, like, I kind of... I don't know. I'm not the lovey-dovey type of girl. Like, I've never been. Like, I've always been, like, the type of person to run away from, like, commitment and, like, never really have, like, serious, serious, healthy relationships. Like, I always say that I want a good guy and stuff like that, but then when a good guy comes my way, I'm like, no, goodbye. Let me leave. I don't know what's wrong with me. So, February came... And like I said, I'm not a dummy, like I don't fall for people that are not. And I met mm. this guy named Danny. And he just came and looked like Prince Charming, and he had his little hood side to him, and he just looked fine as hell. Like everything was just perfect about him. 
I don't know. It took me like a day to like fall in love. And I'm not talking about like that high school. Like I'm talking about like full on. Like I don't know how it happened because that's not like me. You was going to get his name tatted falling in love, huh? Yeah. Like if he would ask me to, I'd be like, all right, where you want it? Did not care. Like I'm telling you, like. I was in love, and I don't know how, but like I love that man with everything I had. And I love the past tense. Just want to say. Yeah, because now I love the. Now I know I'm just saying I love the past tense. But yeah, I just gave everything I had, and like I was in a seven-year relationship. It was on and off, granted, but like didn't really ever see myself like having kids or talk about kids with a guy, like never told my parents about him, like, nothing. It was, like, deep down, I always knew, like, this wasn't it. Or, like, I'm, I feel like another flaw with me is, like, I try so hard to, like, be the perfect child for my parents, and sometimes, like, I hinder my happiness for it. We talked about that before. Yeah, Yeah, we talked about that before. Yeah, that's another thing we can get into later, but trying to stay on topic. We ain't got to, we ain't got to. I don't don't want to get people too much in your personal. Yeah, um, but... Yeah, so I never really told my friends about anyone I've ever been with. I was him, I was like day five, and I'm like, Mom, I'm seeing someone. Like, and like I said, like, if my parents tell me no, or my parents don't want me doing something, like, I won't do it, type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I told my parents, I was like, I like him, I'm gonna talk to him, like, I don't care. Like, I just, if my parents told me no, like, I was just fighting with them, like, going against them, like. Finally, was going like, through it regardless. Kind of, yeah, like I was kind of finally like doing what I wanted and like wasn't so afraid of mommy and daddy for long. And that's just that's another reason. Like that's just how I knew that like I felt like that was the one because it's like you have me do all that shit I would never do. Like feelings I've never felt, feelings I didn't even think would could come that quickly. So I'm like, yeah, like this is my end all be all. And he was so like at least he acted like he was so in love with me, like telling me all the time how much he loved me, talking about kids and like a marriage and this and that. Like he engaged to me, like it was like crazy. I said he engaged to me. I'm like, he proposed to me. Like all that stuff, like talking about moving out, talking about living with him, like looking at houses, like just crazy, crazy, crazy stuff that I never thought could happen for that. So at what point did it go down? Did so, it go downhill? He always kind of pushed away like meeting up, which I thought was lucky shit because I was like, I just don't want to be on FaceTime all the time. But we literally FaceTime day and night. So like in my heart, I was just like, nah, he's not cheating on me because even I work, we're on FaceTime. And then that's another thing I don't trust. So for me to trust this man like that, like that was crazy. And then I finally meet him. And that day just, like, brought out this ugly side of him that I've never seen. Like, never have I ever. And it's, like, our first time, like, meeting in person because we met on Chispa, which is, like, the Spanish Tinder. And he just had this ugly, ugly side to him. And I feel like everything in my body was just, like, telling me, like, girl, like, this ain't it. Like... If you stay in this relationship, like, it's just not good. Like, it's not going to be, like, happy and pretty. But I was just, like, I think at that point, I was so in love with that fantasy of, like, finally finding the one and, like, kids. Because everyone knows, like, there's nothing more I want than to be a mom. And, like, it's, like, that dream was finally coming together. 
and it mm-hmm. was kind of my escape from like such a strict household and like in a way kind of getting a freedom by like being with someone else because that's another thing of mine is like I don't like to be alone so if I have to be with my parents until Mr. Wright comes along then that's what I'll do because I just I can't be alone so I think I was just so wrapped up in that fantasy and like I don't know just like I was excited about the future type of thing that like I just refused to see like all the red flags that were there like at the time my sister was in a five-year relationship and she had just like broken up with him and at that point like this guy was like devastated and I understand like it's a long time like you live with someone think that's gonna be the person you marry and it doesn't work out like it's hard and he was like kind of like texting me even my parents like stuff he never did like I know he was just trying to get like even closer to us in his hopes of like keeping my sister like getting her back type of thing because we're very family orientated so I feel like he knew like that was the key like I I gotta be good with her family she's gonna be like oh like I love this man type of thing Mm so we're at the mall and he texts me so I called my sister because he was at the house and I was like, that's kind of weird, especially because she did start seeing someone new. So like, I wanted those boundaries to be like, not crossed because you need to respect her new relationship. So right. he texted me like, let me know he was at the house and just kind of like asked him when I was coming from home and stuff like that. So I just called my sister and I'm with my boyfriend. I'm sitting in his lap or like in the food car or whatever. And... I'm like on the phone with her and me like I'm not thinking anything wrong like I'm not doing anything wrong I know what it is like blah blah blah, blah. I call my sister and I'm just like oh Chris is at the house by the way like you need to talk to mom and dad cause like they just that shouldn't like happen you know especially mm-hmm. cause he didn't do that while they were together so it's like don't try to do it now that she wants her space and I'm very like I'm still for my sister like I go hard for my sister so like I feel like sometimes I make a bigger deal out of things that maybe it wasn't a big deal. So me, I'm like telling her like, yo, what the fuck, like talk to mom and dad, that's not cool, blah, 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 yada, yada. And then I say, cause he texted me like asking when I'm gonna come home and shit like that. And then like Danny shot up off the chair. And then I hung up on my sister and he's like, oh, that motherfucker's texting me, he's texting me. And I'm like, yeah, like, I mean, making this giant scene at the food court. So I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I've never been, like, yelled at like that. Like, I was just like, whoa. And then he starts talking. He's like, oh, you fucking him? Like, you fucking him? Like, mad as the fuck. And I'm like, why the fuck would I be fucking my sister's boyfriend? Ex that she, like, just took over. It's like, that's grimy as hell. Like, I don't know what type of fucked up family you're in if your family does that, but, like, we don't do that over here. So, I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, that's basically like my brother. And then, like, we're just, like, bickering in the bottom. He's, like, kind of, like, kind of, like, shoving me, like, oh, like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So, um, the brother and sister were there. Well, the brother and the brother's girlfriend, I should say. And then they're like, nah, like, yeah, it's kind of weird that he texts her, but, like, you gotta trust Nicole, like, I don't think it's anything like that, blah, 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 like, this and that. So, whatever, like, he ends up making me call my sister, and he gets on the phone with Callan, and he's like, oh, um, 
you need to talk to Chris before I do something. Like, I'm going to fuck him up. Like, I'm going to fuck with that shit. Blah, blah, blah. And Karen's just like, yeah, nah, I know. Like, I'm sorry. Blah, blah, blah. And Karen's texting me like, what the fuck? Like, he needs to calm down type of shit. But she was, like, not going to be nasty to him because she knew, like, this was something important to me, this person. So she was just kind of, like, playing face on the phone with him. But then texting me, like, basically telling me, like, bro, that's not healthy type of shit. And then... Fast forward, we were just like fighting a lot, and then we got to this gas station, and he quote unquote lost his wallet. No, he didn't. He's just a broke piece of shit motherfucker. But that's a side note. Um, so I used my car to pay, and my car got charged, like because I got the text notifications as soon as like any money is touched from my account. So I got the notification that it was being used at the gas pump. And they take the pump, they put it in the car, and it's not going, like, at all. Like, no gas is going in. And me and Danny were in the convenience store because he wanted me to get him cigarettes. So I'm getting cigarettes or whatever, and then we come out. And the brother's like, it's not pumping, it's not pumping. I was like, are you sure? Because it charged my car. And he's like, oh, no, fuck that. So he goes inside the convenience store, and he's like, person that's a worker and like I worked retail at the time so like I know what it's like to get cursed out for things that are out of your control like you just don't do that that's like that's so rude like so I'm like kind of getting irritated because it's just like this ugly side keeps coming out of him that he's basically like at one point he threatens the guy that if it doesn't get fixed and if the money in my fiance's account doesn't go back like I'm coming here and I'm fucking you up da 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 and the guy had let him use a pen to write some stuff down because he was on the phone with like somebody and then when he was giving the guy the pen back the guy was literally shaking and like could not even look him in the eyes like he was so terrified and i just like to me that's just the nastiest thing in the world like this you literally this poor guy's just at work like you don't want to have a rough day like you don't know what's going on in his life and you just terrify him so much that he's shaking at like some place he's supposed to feel like comfortable. Mm-hmm. And like that, I like I just kept telling the guy, "I'm so sorry." Like I'm so so sorry, because Danny obviously doesn't give a fuck. And the guy's just like, "No, it's fine." But he like you could tell like he's about to break down. And like that shit just broke my heart. And then we got into the car and we're leaving, and this car like cuts us off when they're coming in to the thing. And they slam uh-huh. on the brake, and I kind of, like, flew, I don't want to say, like, flew forward, like, I don't want to make it sound, like, extra dramatic, but, like, I went forward on my knees, like, brushed up against the seat in front of me really bad. So Danny jumps out the car, chases that car, and so does his little brother, and then they're, like, trying to open the doors to the car at the red light that the car got stuck in, like, trying to rip these people out, like, straight up GTA. And I'm just like, what normal person does that? He was in love with it, though. Yeah, I actually, like, it's, like, everything in me knew better. But I was just, like, damn, look how hard he's going for me. Like, damn, he loves me. Like, like such a fucking idiot. Not seeing the red flags. Yeah, like, it's just, like, everything, all the red flags, like, my mind just, like, altered them into something positive. Like, oh, my God, like, it's just, it's all for, because of love, like, oh, my God, he's such a gentleman, like, no, that's not cool. 
So anyway, so then that night we were just like sitting in his car and stuff like that. And then one thing led to another and obviously, you know, stuff happened. And while stuff is happening, his phone is blowing up. And I'm just like, who the fuck is blowing up this man? Like, I'm just trying to have like a nice time with like my freaking like fiance, whatever, a boyfriend, whatever you want to call him, because I don't even know what it was at this point. And I'm like pretending to look for my phone because I had to text my mom like every half hour because she was like being paranoid since we met online. So I understood that. And I'm like pretending. I was like, oh, I just have to text my mom quick. And I look at his phone and it's like somebody with the name is Baby the Heart and a ring just like blowing up his phone. So I just like get off and I'm just like, you fucking piece of shit. And I just like throw the phone at him. And he's like, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. And then I don't know how the conversation twisted into this, but fun fact, he used to sell drugs and, like, hardcore and stuff like that. And he's been in, like, shootouts and, like, shit like that. Like, you know, not a good person, but it was what it was. But, you know, he's a, he was a set on, quote-unquote, changed man and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, look at him turning his life around, just, like, being stupid, whatever. So, he somehow finagles, like, his old wife and starts telling me how, like, his sister got killed because of him because I don't know if it's true. I do not. But in the time, that's someone I love. So, like, it just, like, I just believe every word that came out of his mouth. Now, I think it's all a lie. But take it as you will. He tells me how his the sister was driving his car and he had drugs in the car. And I guess the people knew that car. And, like, they held her up, something to steal the drugs, and then they, like, killed her or whatever. And he just started crying about that. But, I mean, like, full-on, like, water works. Like, this man would be a great actor. Like, full-on water works. Like, hyperbolic. So, I'm, like, I don't even give a fuck about baby girl at this point. I'm just, like, this poor guy. Like, imagine living with that guilt. He and, pretty like, much got your, he got your, he got your mind off of it. yeah. And, like, one thing about this man is, like, the shit he tells you and just the way he can, like, turn those tears on like that. Like, he just comes off so genuine. And I'm just, like, I knew since the moment I met him, like, he had demons that he was dealing with. But everyone does. So, like, I just didn't think, like, too much into it. So when he's telling me things like this, I'm like, that's that's why he is the way he is. Like, you know, like, making excuses or whatever. So I didn't, like, bring it up too much. And then me and him talked about it. And he said that baby girl, oh, excuse me, baby girl was his ex that he's having a baby with. Oh, yeah. He didn't tell me that. Like, one of the first things I asked was, do you have any kids? Because not saying I wouldn't date someone who has kids, but if, like, I'm just getting to know you, like, preferably I probably wouldn't want someone with kids just because I want to do with baby mama drama. Like, I want to have all my kids be my kids unless, like, I adopt them and stuff like that. Like, I don't want my first, like, quote-unquote kid to be, like, someone else's kid. Like, I want it to be right. my kid. Mm-hmm. So, um... Yeah, so I asked him if he had any kids, and he was like, no, I don't have any, blah, 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 this and that. And then freaking that same day, like, am I, I'm already so in love with him. 
he tells me he's having a baby with his ex. Mind you, he didn't have sex while, like, we were together and he got her pregnant. Like, she was already, like, way pregnant before I even came in the picture. So, I'm him, like, I can't judge him off of this. Like, he was with a girl for four years. She got pregnant. That, like, that's a, n- a normal thing to happen. It, like, he didn't do it while he was with me. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, made all these excuses. So, I'm like, whatever. Like, I'll stay and, like, help raise the baby, practically. And whatever. So then his story, back to the baby girl thing, his story was that that was her number and he just never changed it and he's blowing her up and she's blowing him up because she needs money and she has a kid from a prior relationship and like when he started dating her, the kid was a bait, like a, a couple months old and he raised her for so many years so like he sees that girl as his daughter so he's still in the baby's life. So he was just telling me like he's blowing her because she's sick and she needs money and this and that and blah 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 and I'm just like in my head my brain's like you're not fucking stupid like you're not dumb like don't fucking believe that bullshit but what did I do? He's eating it up like cereal. I fucking I just went with it I was like okay but like deep down everything in my body was like here we fucking go like here it goes. Like, you could just never have anything happy. And then, freaking, a couple of days after, well, we had our location on. So, I could always see where he was, and he can always see where I am. And, I noticed that he was always sleeping at this one house that wasn't his house. Mm-hmm. So, he would turn his phone off at night. And he always did that even, like, since the first day I met him. Like, he's always turned his phone off at night. So, I never thought anything too much of it. But then I was just like, it's kind of weird that you turn your phone off at night. It's like, who, like, you're trying, to me, it's like, you don't want to get notifications on your phone. So, it's like, who are you trying to hide this from? Like, a normal person, like, you could just put your phone on silent. Like, why do you have to turn it off? Like, you don't want someone looking at your screen type of thing. So I'm, like, starting to think more into things and kind of, like, being, like, okay, like, going back to being, like, normal me, like, thinking straight. Like, yeah, no, these are kind of your friends. So my dumbass comes up with this stupid-ass plan to catch him. to Not even to catch him, just to see who lives there. And then I could do my detective work later. So I have my friend drive me, and I'm in my dad's, like, 3XL, like, hoodie and sweatpants and I have this like blonde bob cut wig with fucking bangs and if you know me you know I have the darkest hair color freaking <laughs> long ass hair and no goddamn bangs and my hair is like kind of curly and the wig's like slick straight like up to my fucking chin so it was like a complete transformation because I'm wearing my dad's baggy ass clothes so you can't see my body shape. I have these huge ass sunglasses on. I have this fucking wig and I have like the cut up. So like trying to like really like close myself. Disguise yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my friend takes me and since I have my location on, I was like, I can't take my phone and I can't turn it off because he'll know something's up. So I give it to my other friend who lives two minutes away from me and he knows that address because I was always like I'm always there like if I'm not home if I'm not at work I'm there 
so he knows that address so I just told him hey like I'm hanging out with my friend like I'm gonna just be here for a while and that same day I had gotten my IUD placed in and I was in a lot of pain so he knew I was just kind of like relaxing and resting so I wasn't like texting as much so it was just kind of uh-huh. like everything just played out like it just everything seemed normal my location was now, now, now what month was this what month we in February still we're still in February yeah all right, let's keep going. Let's go. Yeah, this is just one loose with the shit. So, um, this is like, a, this is two days after I met him in person. So, um, it was right around like Valentine's Day. It was like a couple days after Valentine's Day. So, mm-hmm. freaking, yeah, so I'm in, like, this disguise or whatever, and my friend has my one phone, and she even, like, went to the subway or something, so it's, like, my phone's moving, like, oh, we got food, we came back to her house, like, to watch movies type of thing, and she has her phone, and she knows my password and everything, so I'm, like, always having her check his location, like, tell me if he moves, like, if he texts me, like, text me exactly what it is and like I'll send you the exact thing to reply because obviously like you know how someone texts and everything like I just had it all planned out because like she just wouldn't know like it's me or like have any suspicion that I'm doing something and we never knew if he was going to go to the apartment because it wasn't like it wasn't every day like it was a lot of times that he would go but then there were some days he didn't so I was like I wonder if today's going to be a day that he goes but I wanted to get there early enough that if he did go I would be able to see, like, yeah, it's him. Because if his car's already there, I don't see what apartment complex he gets into, so that doesn't fucking help me. So Uh we got there pretty early, and we're just parked in this one spot, and everyone I see coming in and out of these apartments are fucking girls. So I'm like, hold like, I'm just like, I'm getting paranoid at the time, like, nah, like, he's fucking someone here, like, this is where his baby mama lives, or like somebody, a bitch lives here. That's all I know. So we're just sitting there, and then at one point, this car parks right next to us on the left hand side. And obviously, I'm on the passenger side. So the girl just stops in her car, and she's on FaceTime, and she just stays in her car, like on FaceTime. And I'm just like, I don't know, just by her doing that, because that's something, like, me and Danny would do, and I only ever do that because of Danny, like, he'll just stay in his car and FaceTime, and he has the same, like, holder, like, the same setup type of thing, so in my head, I was just like, no, like, it just reminded me so much of him, I I just knew, I was like, this bitch knows him, and I never even, like, really got to see her, but I noticed she's holding her phone, and the screen's kind of tilted to her side, so we couldn't see it. My friend's, like, leaning back in her seat trying to see, like, if it's Danny on the on FaceTime, and we couldn't tell. So I get out and go, like, acting like I'm going into the complex, and I walk up right next to her car, and the bitch turns her phone to the other side. So I'm like, what a weird coincidence. Like, did she do that on purpose, or was it just, like, bad timing? Like, it was just so weird. So I go in, and I wait a little bit, and then I come back inside, and I'm sitting in the car with my friend. I was just like, I couldn't see. 
So I started doing my detective work to see like the names of the residents in that apartment complex because I had actually confronted him about this the day before. Like, where do you stay every night? And he was saying how he either stays like at his brother's house, but most of the time he stays at his boss's house because they work like third shift. So sometimes like he lives with his mom and his brother and like his family more. So sometimes he won't get a good night's sleep because everyone's still like up by the time he's getting ready for bed. So he just said like, oh, because they're on the same schedule, like it's just easier and like he gets better sleep, yada, yada, yada. And I'm just like, yeah, I can't that shit. So I'm looking up, and I know the manager's name, so I'm looking up the names, and there was one that was like, it wasn't the name exactly, like, I'm just going to say a name, I'm not going to use the exact name, just because I don't want to, like, put people's business out there, but, like, let's say Chris, like, let's say his name was Chris, and there was, like, I don't even know what the name was. It wasn't, like, Christian, but it wasn't Christine. It was kind of, like, a combination. So, I was, like, that could be a girl or a guy. Like, I didn't know. And that was the only, like, Chris type of name I could find. So, I was Uh just, like, okay, like, that might be him. So, I'm, like, Sam, let's go knock on the door. And I had come up with the excuse. I'm going to ask if Danny lived there. And if they ask me why, obviously, because I was just going to be, like, yeah, he does. They're going to be, like, Why? I'm going to be like, oh, like, I'm buying a phone from him type of thing. And he told me to meet him here. So I'm going in and we're up at the door because it's on the second floor. And, like, we're getting ready to knock. And me and my friend just start cracking up. And I'm like, I can't fucking do this. Like, I can't. Like, get me to go inside. So I just go down the stairs, and the girl from the car next to us is finally coming in. And, like, she's, like, carrying one kid and, like, with another kid in her hand. And I'm just, like, I don't know what possessed me, but when I'm walking out, I'm, like, do you know what Danny's last name? And she's, like, um, does he go by another name? Fun fact, he does go by another name because his real name is Nathanael, and then he has two last names. But he goes by Danny Rivera. We'll get to that later. So in my head, as soon as she said that, I'm like, she knows Danny. Because a normal person would ask, do they go by another name? You would only ask that if you know they go by another name. Uh-huh. So I'm just like, this bitch knows. But I'm trying to play it off like I'm a dummy. I don't know her. So I was like, no, not that I know of. Um, I'm just supposed to buy a phone from him. And he told me to come here. So she's like, yeah, um, what does he look like? And I was just like, in the picture, he just, like, seemed really tall and, like, have a ginger beard. Like, that's all I could tell you. And she's like, <clears throat> she's like, no, yeah, I don't know. And then she goes inside. And me and my friend in the car were like, that bitch fucking knows him. So I'm just like, what the fuck? And she lives, like, six minutes from Danny's house. So I get in the car, and we're just like, no, this bitch, no. So I got back out of the car because I want to see what mailbox she's going to. That way I know what apartment she's in, and I could, like, look up who's the person who lives in there. So she goes, she actually comes back out. She gets in the car, and she zooms off. So I'm like, Sam. I run inside the apartment, get the, um, the mailbox, come back, and I'm like, Sam go to Danny's house right now because if that car is there that's his bitch and she's gonna go confront him 
like pull up to Danny's house right fucking out. So we pull up and Sam never turned her lights back on. So we're just like this car like driving like kind of slow because I'm like slow down like so I could see good with no lights on. It was already getting kind of dark. So we just look shady as fuck. So I didn't know this car or anything. So I was like, okay, like just turn left here and we'll just like turn around and like we'll just go back home. Like I could just look her up or whatever. Like that was kind of my answer. Like, okay, obviously he's talking to someone. So we go into the street, and it's, like, a super, um, we couldn't really pull a UE, it was super tight, and there was, a there was, like, a parking lot to the left, so I'm, like, just go in the parking lot, and we'll do the UE in there, so we pull into the parking lot, and the next thing you know, this fucking SUV zooms into, like, there's only one way in and one way out, so it zooms into that fucking parking lot and cuts off the whole exit and the entrance, and it's the same fucking car. And S and it's blacked out, so you can't see who's in it. But then, once they open like the car door and like his head lifts up, I'm like, that's fucking Danny. That's fucking Danny. And I'm so like, the only thing I'm afraid of is him finding out it's me. And I don't know why at this point, because I should just like jumped out and have been like, bitch, I know it's you. Like, fuck you, piece of shit. Like, you and your fucking Buddha. But in my head, I still like have hopes of like not ending things and like think working things out like just being stupid mm-hmm. so i'm just sitting there and i just put my hand immediately up to my left side of my face because i have a mole on my left cheek and it's like he'll he'll know that mole so i just put my hand like covering up that mole and i'm just like looking down because i was like don't look at him like don't laugh like don't even act like you know him in any way, shape, or form. And he's just looking in the car and he's like telling the girl, he's like, I don't know these girls. And he's like, Who are you guys? And then she's like banging on the car windshield and stuff like that. Like, I'm not gonna lie, she could have dragged me. She would have fucked me up like 100% if I stepped outside that car. But I'm just like focused on And then Sam's like rolling down her window and she's like, yeah that's like she's just like being so sassy and I'm just like oh my god in my head I'm like Danny's gonna kill me Danny's gonna kill me Danny's gonna leave me and I don't know why I was worried about that like you just pulled up on him with some girl like why are you worried about him leaving you but like that's just like how in love I was like I was just so stupid so we had her daughter with us in the car. She's older, like she's still in her booster seat and stuff like that. But she's knocked out completely in the back seat. And Danny, some weird thing about Danny is like when it comes to kids, like he won't argue or like fight in front of them. So he sees the girl and he's like, Oh, come on, let's go. Like they have a dollar with them. Like, let's go, let's go, come on. Like, we're not gonna do this here, like that, blah, blah. So we leave and I keep turning around so they make sure we're not being followed. And then I start Googling and like not Googling, but like doing my detective shit, like looking information up and I find out who lives there and I found her Facebook, like I found out her information. And turns out she's married to his brother. So I was like, Okay, that's obviously the brother's house. So I just felt like such a fucking idiot. So my friend Speed Justin up back- a little bit. Speed up a little bit. My bad. My friend drops me back off and me and him start like he kinda like briefly tells me about it. And then I'm just like, no, like acting like it wasn't me, blah blah blah, like acting coolest. Mm-hmm. And then the next day my other friend 
messages me and she had messaged me the day that I was with Danny and like I was posting pictures of him but she never like reached out to me again like she just told me she had to tell me something so I messaged her and I was just like hey like um you know you never told me what you had to tell me and basically she just told me that like Danny was on tinder and like actively talking to people and like it was recent type of thing yada yada so me and Danny got this big fight and then there's so much more with Danny that like happened between me and him but like it's just not worth talking about basically like it was an abusive relationship and stuff like that and it was very toxic and he and me decided to obviously break up and he blocked me, and then a couple of days later, he unblocks me and calls me, crying. He tends singing. to do that. Yeah, singing ranchenas, like, drunk, and that's another thing, he drank a lot, all the fucking time, and just telling me, like, how he misses me, this and that, blah, 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 how he loves me, and, like, that he ends up telling me the truth, that because at first he's like, I'm not on it, blah, 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 this and that. And then he told me that he did it because he was bored. And then he told me that it was his coworkers that used his profile because they think it's funny and they mess with girls. And I'm just like, okay, I'm not fucking dumb. And to me, that right. was just kind of like, my dumbass was like, this is how like in love I was. I told myself like, if it was the girl in the car, I would have been like, whatever. But because he did it on such a public platform, that's why I was hurt. Because it's like not everyone knows. Like it's right. like if you treat if you cheat with me on one girl in public or in private, it's like no one really knows. Like we'll go through that and we'll deal with it. But like you being on Tinder, it's like damn. Like you really have no fucking respect for me that you're out here like publicly looking for other girls. Where, oh, like, front anyone, street and everything. Yeah, like anyone could just see it and be like, "Yo, your man's on this." Like. You really don't give a fuck. So that shit really fucking hurt. And then me and him, like, he was in and out, in and out, like, yo-yoing me. Like, he talked to me, like, tell me everything I want to hear and how much he loves me and how much he misses me and he wants to fix things. And then he'll just block me. And, like, he'll curse me out again and tell me how, like, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I look like E.T., I'm a troll, like, this and that. Like, just belittle me all the time. And then, like, there's times he would call me with his own mom. Like, she enables him to be like that. Call me at 3 in the morning. And she's like, oh, like, I miss you so much. This and that. When am I going to see you? And I'm like, bitch, you've never even met me in person. Like, why are you doing this for the fucking satisfaction of your son? Like, you as a woman should raise a better man. Like, you actually are sitting here condoning him, like, treating me like this. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she was basically calling me a whore and stuff like that. And I was like, that's what you guys call me at three in the morning. Like, because I don't want to get back with your son. Like, I'm a whore. Saying I already have someone else in my bed and that he could do better and this and that. I feel like you were just telling me how much you miss me and you want to see me. So I'm just like, okay, like, what the fuck is wrong with this whole family? So we did that for so many months. And then finally, like, one thing I've always struggled with is, like, my weight. Like, it's fluctuated so much. Like, I've reached my highs, reached my lows. And even when I'm, like, skinny and have, like, nothing wrong with me and everyone tells me I look so good, I see myself as, like, this 300-pound girl. Like, I just can't help it. So, like, Which I've always, you're not. I've always just, like, I just have 
that's something I deal with. Like, I can't help it. And, like, that's the one thing, like, if you're going to say anything to me, like, you want to make me, like, upset, call me back. Like, I just, I feel like a cat, and that's just the one thing that, like, it bothers me. And he, and he knew that. Like, someone who's, like, supposedly in love with you, like, wants to have your kids and get married and then was, like, trying to take you to the courthouse. And now you're just saying they're, like, coming up the one thing that, like, hurts me the most. Right. So, I was just like, wow, like, this man really does not give a fuck about me. Like, he's just sitting there laughing, like. And then you're the idiot, like, still crying and still, like, missing him. Or, like, after this, he's just going to block you. So you have no way to contact him. But he can contact you whenever because I wasn't strong enough to, like, block him or anything. Because I was always like, well, what if? What if? Like, what if he'll be that Danny he was for, like, those two weeks, you know, like, just being stupid? And then not long after that, COVID hit and quarantine started and I you know throughout the quarantine it was him back and forth back and forth and I've struggled with depression since I was a freshman in high school so that was I want to say started around 2012 to now and I have bipolar and major depression so it's like a super serious depression that hits super hard and like you don't do shit and then one that's, like, up and down, you know, it's not constant. So, like, I'll have my really highs and then I'll have my really lows. And my best way of just, like, battling that depression is, like, just constantly doing stuff. Like, not, I know me, like, once I'm just home in my room, that's when, like, it starts to get bad again. Because it just, I can't, I have to keep myself busy not to, like, think about all my past trauma and, like, deal with all those triggers for me. Mm-hmm. so once COVID hit it just really sucked because it's like I'm dealing with this heartbreak which you know heartbreak will make you depressed in general and then I'm stuck being in my four walls because me if I'm home I like to be in my room listen to my music just be in like the comfort of my bed like mm-hmm. so if I'm going to be home I'm going to be in my room So just always being in these four walls, like, and I have lupus on top of that. So it's like my parents had me so afraid of COVID and like the news had me so afraid of COVID and just the world in general. Like I was like, if I get this, I'm going to fucking die. Or like, if I get this, I'm going to give it to my parents and they're going to die. So I didn't even want to go out at first because I was like, I'm so scared that like, I'm going to die. My parents are going to die. And like, just in my room and like that anxiety just like which again I struggle with anxiety as well so it's like all that anxiety and then all that hurt and all that like depression's just like everything's just creeping in so I'm just like you know like you and me became really close we kind of started bonding over like the breakup shit and then after that after that we start calling each other every fucking day getting fucking drunk or getting fucking high just to deal with all of that and I know that something I did in the past was like use like alcohol and stuff like that to fucking deal with my problems instead of just confronting them and I feel like that's what I was doing again like just like 
smoking weed all the fucking time and fucking getting drunk and stuff like that. I'm not saying you can't do that, but it's like I knew for me it just wasn't healthy. Yeah, the limits that we had went about it. Uh, more so myself. I think um, I don't think I know it reached unhealthy uh, proportions, is what they what they say. It reached yeah. it was pretty. It was pretty bad. I said we were just talking before we got on here, and not saying my drinking. Um, I was like, my we were drinking the same, and I we thought about, it, and I was like, no, nah, I was drinking a little bit worse. Um, well, a little bit more than you were. I was doing, um, 100%. okay, calm down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say in the average, was it, was it, was it a, a 750 milliliter? If I wanted to, I could drink a whole entire bottle to myself at night. I would probably get it about, if I'd be like one fourth of it was left for the next day. So then I'd be like, oh, well, I gotta go get some more liquor. And yeah, more, I, and more, I and more. I literally swear you were going to the liquor store like every day. And like, At one point. You were buying like a, a couple of boxes. Yeah. And then that's when I kind of upgraded to um, started drinking the hood water. That's my New York boy call it. My guy, the Brody. Called the hood water. That's the Henny. And I was drinking, I started drinking Henny straight. Uh, no chaser. No nothing, just doming that thing, man. And what I'll say is it got bad, you know. Same with how you were explaining, you know, you went through some things. I was I was going through some things, but I also didn't have a I didn't have a finger on what it was. If that makes sense. Still here, buddy? And I make sure she's still here, guys. I don't know. Hey, sorry about that. My headphone died, and then it just wouldn't let me connect the other one. It was so weird. Yeah, that's kind of what this little thing does, man. It plays a plays a part. Don't worry, we're Gucci. Now, I will say we just did forty six minutes just now. So. Oh wow. Yeah, well, yeah, I told you, you know, Sorry, you don't notice. I feel like I was just rambling. You don't, you don't notice. This is, this is what we're going to do. We're going to cut a little thing short. We're going to go, what was it? I think we were talking about, we were talking about what I, oh, I couldn't figure out what exactly I was suppressing and stuff. So I am going to continue that. And then we're going to, you know, we're going to get into the, the back end stuff to now, like where we're at now. So we're going to skip fucking 10 something months. And we're going to go straight in. Now that she's fixed her headphone again. So it gives me enough time for you to be, you know, chatting with you guys one on one. Um, so I was drinking, um, Clearly, uh, not the healthiest of drinking, um, smoking, edibles. I mean, wasn't a real time where I was, I, I think the only time I was sober was when I woke up in the morning. That's crazy to say. Um, probably the only times I was sober. Um, 
I wasn't working because, you know, COVID hit. I was, you know, I had, um, I don't want to say I opted out of working, but it was more so, um, it was more so I just chose not to uh, partake in getting paid. So for, for a couple months, I went unpaid during COVID. Well, COVID's still going on. Um, yeah, I had battled my own demons. And I had ended up getting, because you said I got diagnosed with anxiety and uh, depression. Um, I've dealt with a great bit of a lot during 2020. Uh, she said, you know, most of the time when I'm home, I'm in my room. Car finds my room. And uh, I don't really speak too much about things that happen and things that go on. Um, so I kind of suppress that stuff. And everybody knows suppressing, the best way to suppress stuff is by uh, drinking or doing drugs or whatever it may be. I did both. No hard drugs, nothing like that. It's just, just marijuana, by the way. <laughs> um... But uh, it was pretty, it was, it was pretty rough. Um, during that time, um, my mom had a uh, a stroke as well. She had a stroke as well, and then she had a stroke first. Then I got diagnosed with anxiety and depression, and then just recently, as uh, a weekend and some change ago, I got sick and I was uh, diagnosed with, you guessed it, COVID-19, coronavirus. Um, I got diagnosed with both of those since I'm in, I was in my, uh, we didn't know what it was at first until I got tested. But by the time I got tested, I was already sick for about, I want to say, five days or so. No, no, probably five. Probably like four days or so. But then my results didn't come back until seven days after my first symptoms started. And then I confirmed and my mom um, clearly, she caught the virus from me as well. Now, no, I can't hear you, buddy. Now, um, no, it's been it's been it's been pretty crazy. Um, you guys can't hear Nicole right now. I don't think. I know I can't hear her. We're texting, trying to figure out. Um, but she as as well was diagnosed with the coronavirus. She might get mad that I outed it and she didn't. Can't hear. Her. But um. She got diagnosed with it as well. So, you know, it was kind of like, I know what she's going through. She knows what I'm going through. But mine was kind of easier because, like I said, I had got tested in the middle of it. And then by the time the results got back out. Hello? Okay, there we go. Oh my God, I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. You're good. You're I'm not technology me. savvy. Listen, listen, it was good because you know, like I said, you had your, you had your time, and I was just speaking to the people. Now I don't know no, if you I heard. Could, I could oh, hear okay. everything. Yeah. Oh. But it yeah, just well, wasn't like registering anything I was saying. 
Okay, so 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 give the people and what, what what were you saying? Um, well, actually, how did it feel when you were diagnosed with your depression and anxiety? Because I know everyone's different. Like for me, when I was diagnosed with it, it's like I felt like there was something wrong with me. Like I felt like a psychopath. But then there's other people who it almost gives them relief like okay like this is like you know like a brain issue like it's a chemical imbalance like i'm not crazy like you know like i'm not just like sad for no reason like i can get help about this like it's almost like a good thing how um, was it for you um it was weird for me like i told uh like i told the guys it was weird because um i've been so used to not asking for help. Yeah. Like I'm, not, I'm so used to not asking for help, and I think I was having a, I was I was at that point to where like not saying I was gonna harm myself or anything, but I had, a, I had a really bad breakdown, and like I told my mom like, look, I need some fucking help. Like I need yeah. some help. Um, so you know, I kind of was telling her what was going on. And you know how like, I was having panic attacks. Like I was having panic attacks to where like I couldn't, I couldn't fucking sleep. And I was like panic attack, panic attack, panic attack. So um, by the time we got to the doctors, I had at that point I was talking to my mom um, nightly. Oh, because we had, we acted pretty quick. We, I want to say she probably had me an appointment with a doctor. Um, within. Four days, she had me an appointment. So we acted pretty fast with everything. As far as um, get go get me in to see somebody. Um, medication. Well, I'm really happy that she's at least like super supportive and. Yeah, um, it, it's it's weird because like, I guess it's, it's weird because like I'm not used to reaching out asking for help. Yeah, I'm not used to that. So, seeing it was different. Um, I was talking to my brother, and you know, my brother. Um, I had I've had conversation with you. Had conversation. Um, you know, our conversation always been good. Like we had one earlier when I was, you know, telling you before, like, hey, I'm fucking I'm freaking out again. Because like I said, this is this is this is like a whole new type of a thing for me. But you know, talking to you, talking to mom, talking to my brother, talking to Karan, talking to Andre, talking to Sean, um, that really helped me um, really see that like I have like a nice support system built around me. So like it's one of those things where like at first I was like I was nervous. I didn't know, uh, as you said, like you were saying how you think something's wrong with you. I thought the same thing. I thought I didn't want to be called crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to be looked at as weird. I still to this day, I don't know how that's especially like in your culture, but in my culture, I feel like Hispanics are really like bad when it comes to mental health. Like they almost don't believe in it. Like they just think like you're crazy. Same you're just same, a psycho. Same, same with our community. It's just that's like, why it's you're like it's, it's yeah, like it's. It's almost scary because you just don't know how, like, you're going to be treated, especially, like, for people who've never dealt with it. It's, like, 
how do you even to me when I explain it to someone it's like you just sound like a psychopath because you're like yeah I'm sad but I have no clue why I can't get out of the bed and I'm crying all the time but like don't ask me why because I don't know yeah and it's like, like when it's, it's like when it when it's not something that's also it's when it's not something that you like in your family and like you feel like you're one of the first people in your family mm-hmm. to like go through because you may you may granted you may not be you just may not know um it's one of those it's one of the scariest because you know, like i said everybody's looking at you like hey you okay like you good you good you yeah. good and you start feeling like a um a zoo animal as well as i start, i've been describing it like are you like a zoo animal? that's kind of that's kind of why like i like some of my friends like i told them what's going on but like they have not changed how they act around me should they say around me because now like, i still need that I need that to be normal still, so that like I don't want you like oh shit you don't want to be handicapped. Say... Yeah, like I don't want them to not say certain things because like I'm around or like I'm like you know talking or anything like that. I don't want them to like to be afraid to like say something. And you know it's a couple times where they were like um, they they we I think it was when we were talking about something they were like something with mental illness or some shit, and they somebody had made a joke and I was like ah, it's not really that funny. But, like, I, I was, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want to be like, hey, don't say that again. Like, that's not cool. It was just, like, I just didn't laugh. And I think the joke was funny. Yeah. Um. So, like, you know, dealing with it, getting diagnosed with it. Um, A blessing and a curse. Because now I understand why I I react the way how I react. Um, Why I wake up feeling a certain way that I do. Um, it all makes sense now. And, uh, you know, I'm on the road to getting, I said better, but becoming, this is just me becoming a better, a better version of myself, a better me, helping me grow up, seeing a lot of things differently now that I probably didn't see differently before. Yeah. So like I said, it's, it's, it's different, but. And like you said, like, it's not really about getting better. Because that's the one thing that kind of sucks about, like, major depression is, like, it's a for-life thing. Like, you're going to have, you could have, I'm not saying it's, like, you're going to be upset every other day. But, like, you might have, like, seven years of happiness or 20 years of happiness and then it hits you again. Or you might just have a couple months and, like, I think that's... And also, you're not, you won't always be on medicine. Yeah. Because once they get you to a point so that you can handle your daily your your your, your daily uh your daily thing like your daily your routine. daily things yeah you're gonna be able to um you know uh handle it without medicine that's what the doctor told me right now I think she has me on a plan for the next six months to a year to where we're gonna be I'm gonna be on medication and honestly possibly. it might even be longer than that just cause sometimes yeah. it takes over a year just to find the right antidepressant that works well for you exactly so like I said it's just um the whole bowl of things um and like I said man it was kinda weird you know I said everybody like basketball months like I said it's been some terrible September my mom had a stroke uh, October um I get diagnosed with, you know, anxiety and depression. November, <laughs> I kind, you know, I get the coronavirus. Um, 
So Jesus, uh, December, man. I'm. Whew, let's close this shitty year out on a uh, on a high. I know. Yeah, I know. We all need it. Yeah, we all do. Because 2020 has been crazy. I didn't get into mine. My mom was just, you know, um, uh, I've had relationships. And when I said relationships, I mean like dating, like actually dating somebody and also friendships come to ends. Um, usually I would like come on here and I would fucking go the hell off. But I'm like, no, I didn't talk about, you know, the friendship that ended too much uh, back in January, but I look at it, man, it is what it is. Um, I wish that person well. No, there's no ill will on my part, you know. There's no mean or, 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 or bad bone in my body towards it, you know. Because the situation should have been handled a lot differently than what it was. Oh, I feel like history should have been handled a lot better than what it was on their end, not on my end. But, hey, man, shit happens while it's life. Um, I feel like the people that I got around me now are some of the, you know, all right, some of these are the ones I need. I need around. Um, yeah, man, we're looking for big things in 20, 2021. Looking big things. Um... Before we wrap this up, I'm gonna go ahead and let me tell us tell us something that you got planned for 2021, Nicole. Um honestly, I'm just trying to get stronger in like every aspect, like mentally, physically, emotionally, just like me as a person, just like elevate really. Like, you know, I recently got a new job. I'm in a stable relationship, probably the only healthy one I've ever really had. And Shout out to Dennis. Just, <laughs> everything is just like kind of like finally looking up, you know, like my health is getting better after a couple health scares this these past couple of months. And same thing, like dealing with COVID and all that. Like, you know, I'm finally getting done with my COVID quarantine. My mm-hmm. health complications are way better. Like everything's just looking good for me. So I'm hoping this year ends with this year and 2021 can just be I don't know I think a year that everyone kind of needs right once you get this COVID thing done oh boy you gonna be out and about well um that's good that's good you got any 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 project type of things that you have like I know you were um you wanted to be an advocate for um was it was it sex trafficking? Yes. You wanted to advocate, so you know, stopping that and bring a real awareness to that. So you have like any plans on anything of that nature at all just yet? Um, or you want to take it I have by a little bit of things. The thing is, with something like that, it's so hard to really get like do. I don't want to say it's not important, but like to really get important things done in that field like I kind of have to change my major and stuff like that 
and mm-hmm. I'm hoping to get into this program, finish that program, just to have like an even more stable job than the one I have currently. Like something just making a little bit more, like kind of like a career thing, and then I can really start like making more strides with stuff like that. So I'm just kind of focusing on school, getting all that done, and then like there's so much I wanna like volunteer and put my time into, like you know me with animals, especially like polar bears and global warming, like. That's something I'm taking very serious and just being more cautious of things like that as well as like sex trafficking just because same thing like I had the two incidents happen to me where like people followed me and like people try to take me and stuff like that so it's like I just feel like that's something that needs to be raised more awareness because it's like just it's sad that being a woman in this world is like 10 times harder just because mm-hmm. of like your biological gene like Cause you're a woman. Yeah. You know because because you're a woman, it's a lot harder in in many aspects of it. You know. And I that's, think that's we've all sure. seen whether it's conspiracies or not, just like everything going on in the world, like all the trafficking, even like the pedophilia, like all that stuff has to come to like an end. Exactly. Like I said, you know, who knows? You know, once you may start, you know, whether it be, you know. A Facebook group, you know, awareness where you're just posting in little links here, little links here, just to bring, you know, like you say, bring awareness to it and show the severity of it. You know, who knows who, who that could possibly help, you know, show women, you know, if you're being abducted, hey, do this, do that, do this. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying? You know build little things up like yeah. that. Right? Or, or, or you could, you know, build like a, a support group for women who have been sex trafficking and that were lucky enough to get out but now you know they're kind of still trying to you know adjust to the you know back to normal uh, I didn't want to say about it that's the best way you could say you know trying to get back to that point but you know who knows where that could go yeah uh for me 2021 I'm just taking it a month at a time man taking it a month at a time um I want to be focusing in on uh, the podcast because this year it got a bit of, you know, got away. I was supposed to do a lot more episodes than what I did. Um, but, you know, shit happens. Yeah, that's life, life you know. Life happens. Um, I'm going to be, you know, as you guys, some of you guys know and listening or just know me, play the game a lot. So I'm trying to secure that PS5 right currently. <laughs> And, you Everyone's know, trying I, with that PS5. I'll be uh, streaming uh, on Twitch, YouTube, shit like that. Um, I'm going to be streaming a lot more. I'll probably be doing a couple more episodes. Hopefully to close out the year. I have one plan with Andre that will probably drop today as well as this one. Um, my do a couple episodes with my brother here and there. But, you know, we're just going to be really locked in you know, taking it a step at a time, bringing you guys some awareness to mental health so that, you know, maybe if you guys may not see it and another one of your friends who may be silently going through this, you know, different type of things, you know, just so you guys can help them out and show them that, you know, you're there for them and stuff. So it's just bringing that all in. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna close this thing out. Any final words, Nicole? Um, no, just kind of piggybacking off of what you said. Honestly, like 
just check on your friends realistically especially now around the holidays this is where like suicide rates really go up and like you really never know what anyone is struggling with like regardless of the happiest face that they might put on like just check on everyone you know like remind everyone that you love that you love them because this year really like made me appreciate so much and just be even more grateful for what I have because life is short as hell and like you just don't want to live with regrets or like ever have anything like damn I wish I would have told them this or anything like that so like just love love your people treat them right all right I'm gonna let it close off next I don't have any more to say uh just just be on the lookout for this episode and also the next one that should be dropping um a little bit from now, but we're out.